Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unaired, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and with me this week, from the Scavengers Network, we have Colin Parker. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, so the show that you chose uh, was Turner and Hooch. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to look at a knockoff of a classic uh, Tom Hanks film? Yeah, this is so Turner and Hooch is uh, one of those movies that I've seen in bits and pieces over the years on cable to the point where I'm pretty sure I've seen the entirety of it. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. I'm not going to lie. It is. Um, but yeah, they, uh, rather than getting Tom Hanks or I forget the actress's name, but whatever her name was, or anybody that relatively looked like them, they got Thomas F. Wilson from Back to the Future mm-hmm. and some, uh, some no-name lady to play Dr. Emily. Yeah, I believe the original actress, I think you say her name is Mayer because it's spelled M-A-R-E. I can't imagine it wouldn't be Mayer, uh, Winningham. Uh, who I think that's pretty, to me, that's kind of like all she really did. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else, um, you know, other than Turner and Hooch. She has one of those faces, though, where she looks almost like, um, uh, what's her name from Back to the Future, coincidentally. Hmm. I'm not, uh, you mean like the, the one who plays the mom or... Yep, uh, I can't remember her name. Oh, God, uh, that's going to bother me. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> to the future, Mom. <laughs> uh, Leah Thompson? Leah Thompson, that's what it was. That's it. It looks kind of like her if somebody like kind of like stepped on her face a little. A little bit, yeah. Just a little. Um, so, uh, researching this show led me down a wild rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It led me to come up with this idea... For the month of August. So there's three Thursdays in August. Okay. We release every other Thursday. Uh, so it's going to be Doggist. Doggist. Mm. Um, following following the Two Dog Night uh, banner of NBC, I see. Yes, following the Two Dog Night. Uh, next episode is going to be Puchinski, which aired on the same night as this did. <laughs> and uh, so a similar film called K-9 with John Belushi came out three months before Turner and Hooch. In 1991, a year later, there was a weird sci-fi pilot called K-9000. That sounds like a winner to me, though. Oh, 100%. It's got to be. K-9000%. Yeah, I got to say, now, the name Puchinski is pretty great. But uh, I I also went down that rabbit hole as well. But, like, it's also wild because, like, the main character is Peter Boyle. Yep. <laughs> uh, who is the father in Everyone Loves Raymond. So see, like, this is just like really, it's like a flow chart, but of just like different random names that we can say out loud. Um, but it's so weird. Like he's a Chicago cop and I don't know. It's so weird. He, he, what is that movie that just came out recently where Alec Baldwin ends up a dog? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, geez. There's so many of them. There's a, okay, hang on. Oh God. Alec Baldwin dog movie okay uh that is called no no no. the one that just came out the one where he oh my god that's not helpful of course if you type in what's the name of the movie that uh where a guy turns into a dog and it's like which one exactly you're gonna get like several autocompletes (laughs) it wasn't alec baldwin it was the not good guy um I don't really want to mention it. Oh, also they turn into a cat, not a dog. Wow, I'm just really, really off base. Okay, my bad. <laughs> we'll we'll get back on track with not Puchinski, Turner and Hooch. There we go. Yeah, you are right though. Puchinski is definitely a name that like they just said a dog name and like part of a surname. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's like they could have gone with Dogstoyevsky and been the same exact thing. Oh, that's really good. Uh, I. Damn, I can't like, uh, I, I would just call someone like Barker, <laughs> you know, Detective Barker here. Woof, woof. Um, although I do think that this was a missed opportunity for both series to get involved with McGruff the Crime Dog. Oh, you, you know what? That's an idea for a pitch later. I, I believe so. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, sorry. Okay. 
I, we've gone off on our tangents. We we're back. We're back on track, but I'm not sure where that leaves us. Where where did we get off track? Um, I think we were talking about the cast, and the only returning cast member is Beasley the dog, who played Hooch in the movie. Mm, smart, smart. Get at least one name attached to it. You know what I mean? Well, of course. That's that dog's a star. That's true. That's true. One of the only two do- uh, two dogs. One of the only two stars, really. Yeah, this dog is genuinely my favorite actor in this whole, like, movie-slash-TV show situation. That dog is really great, to be honest. Uh, like, I mean, if you just, dear listener, just Google Turner and Hooch and look at the size of this dog. Uh, and just, in general, like, b- very lovable, but also very gross. Um, just slobbery, you know? Uh, and so I feel like you can see why someone would want to have that dog, you know what I mean? Or like have that dog attached to something like you couldn't make this, this a TV show without that dog really, because it would be so clear that you've changed actors. Yeah. Um, it also kind of brings up the question of, is that actual Hooch or is that Hooch Jr.? Because at the end of Turner and Hooch, spoilers for a 30 year old movie, uh, Hooch dies that's a good point. Um, but see, like, okay, so this is sort of my thought process on that. Because, like, I'll admit, like, they never really got anywhere with a TV show, right? So what I am somewhat wondering is, is if this is like a non-canon, like, non-movie canon series in which, like, we're imagining an alternate reality in which Hooch does not die. And Turner and Hooch uh, end up going on a buddy cop crime fighting spree. You know, that could make sense. That could be why Thomas Wilson's in this. He went back in time. Right. Yes. Um, Saved Hooch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. Like, I I can't imagine. You know, I just realized, like, even though we we mentioned it, like, it, it did take me a second to realize that this is also Griff. Uh, from or uh, Griffin Biff, I mean, sorry, from Back to the Future. Yep. Huh. Okay. <laughs> man, this is this is you know this is man. I'm I'm my brain is going down some weird paths with the the extended universe of Turn Hooch. I think. Okay. I w- let me know when we're getting into the period of which we're fixing the whole thing because I think I have the thing that will blow that out of the water or not blow it out of the water. But like, I think I have, I think I have the lynch stone, the lynch key. What is the word that I'm looking for? The lynchpin. Thank you. I'm, I think I have that. The one item that will really solidify this as a series that should be picked up today and should be continued for the foreseeable future. You know, you're right because we are in this like dog madness craze again. You know, we got a dog's purpose, a dog's journey, a dog's tax return. <laughs> all, the do- all the dog movies are coming back out. Right. Um, dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep, he's still out there. Uh, Air Bud, which, you know, that's a whole nother thing. We'll, we'll get into that some other day. But I, <laughs> I think that, like, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's really into the idea of cinematic universes. And I think that where Turner and Hooch, the TV series, went down the drain was that it did not, um, it didn't encompass that. It, it tried to be this this standalone series, right? Um, and perhaps that is sort of looking at it as, you know, perhaps like the Incredible Hulk movie or maybe the original Iron Man movie where it's like, hey, maybe we'll extend this, but like there's really no, like, if this happens to be a standalone film, it'll be okay, right? Like, and we've we've got it under control. We have this idea here. Um, but what they really need to do is, is they need to take, like, the lessons of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and really bring this, really bring it home. Um, what was it called again? Two Dog Night? Was that the name of the, the night evening thing? Yep, uh, Two Dog Night. I think that like they should just get rid of the word two and man, I, but see the thing is like, that's also the, the, the joke. That's the, 
depth of expression. But I feel like there has to be some sort of like, there has to be some sort of dog joke that we can turn into some sort of cinematic universe title. And I think the way that we save this, the way that we save this series, and of course we do have to bring everyone back from the original. Um, so uh, Thomas F. Wilson will have to return to his role. Is he still alive? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got very <laughs> nervous for a second there that I was about to mention an idea that was not going to end well. Um, but I think the way that we save this, let me let me know what your thoughts are on this and maybe... Maybe you have your own idea. Maybe you have ideas to expand on this. Um, but I think that it's time to just really turn this into the dog cinematic universe, the DCU. Now, I feel like that's taken. That That's slightly taken. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, GBGCU. That's Good Boys and Girls Cinematic Universe. Um because the A, you know, the, the lowercase A never shows up in the thing, you know. Um, Good Boys and Girls uh, Cinematic Universe. And it starts off with Turner and Hooch, right? You bring that back. Turner and Hooch seems like it's this one-time thing. But then at the very end, you have a cut scene where Hooch goes home at the end of the day, I guess with Turner. Turner's like, all right, good night. Turns off the light, goes upstairs. Hooch is like, oh, I'm just going to get a little bit of water. Uh real quick, and then I'm going to go lie down. But then he's like, oh, my water bowl's missing. But then there's like a little trail of water, and he follows it into the living room where like a light clicks on, and it's Puchinski. <laughs> and Puchinski's like, Hooch, I got a job for you. And Hooch is like, you know I'm out of the game. And he's like, not after you see this. And he throws like some sort of file down. And this is like the beginning of it. Um... You have a team of Puchinski and Hooch who are clearly both cops, you know, crime-saving dogs. Uh, maybe you get McGruff in there to have, like, a trio team up. Um, but then you do need other people, you know? You need someone like Airbud to come in to be kind of like your runner, your stealthy, artistic—not artistic, not artistic uh, uh, athletic kind of dog— you know, the one that can do, like, oh, the— Oh, you gotta um, get Beethoven in there. He can He's do the, the jumps and stuff like that through the laser grid. Um— what other famous dogs? Uh, oh, we got to get Beethoven in there. He's the muscle. Yes, Beethoven is definitely the tank. Uh, there's got to be a Chihuahua that is just off the, like, just just completely, you know, like, definitely, like, the distraction. Because um, they're, they're fast, they're tiny, but they're loud. Um, Can I hit you with a suggestion? Yes. The Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Ooh, I do like that a lot. <laughs> um... I like the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I like the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Um, maybe they're twins. Um, maybe they're maybe they're like a you know you only get one of sorry you get both of us like we're a package deal. Um, other famous dogs. Hmm. Scooby Doo. If we go animated. Other famous dogs from movies. Scooby Doo. Oh yes, yes. Okay. There's definitely a scene where Turner meets Shaggy. Um. But, you know, like, we're talking, like, the real live action Scooby-Doo and shit, too, right? Like, not a cartoon. Um, all of these dogs have to be essentially, like, real or very, very good CGI. Um, so we do bring back Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Um, I don't think anybody else can play Shaggy at this point. That's a good point. That's a very good point. He is too powerful of a man to not include. <laughs> um, you don't have Scrappy-Doo, because that, we just, that's something... It's just scrappy don't. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think that I've like, I've essentially, I think, blown this thing wide open personally. Uh, but I also think that like, there's so many different branding opportunities in which, you know, they have their standalone films or TV shows rather. Um, it's a lot like the Netflix Marvel series or even the DC TV, like CW shows where they all have their own standalones. They occasionally co-star on each other's shows, and there's always some sort of, like, event, like a crossover event, where you have a Defenders, or you have a Crisis on Infinite Earths, or whatever, but of of dogs. Um, all, um, all bite, no, 
all bite after dark. I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think of like what a crossover event would be called for dogs, but um, I, I'm sure that one is something that we have time to figure out, though. Yeah, I feel like this all culminates in uh, cats versus dogs or cats and dogs. Oh, okay. Now, the bad man that we mentioned earlier, uh, we'll just say his initials, KS, um, did some shady stuff. Um, not that we want to give him work, but maybe we do bring him back just because, like, we all now know that we hate this man. Uh, and so it would make sense to have this man be the leader of the cats uh, that are out there. Uh, famous cats include... Garfield. From that Garfield. Oh, Garfield, you know, is going to be some trouble. Um, <laughs> cat that uh, Dr. Claw has in uh, invest. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Yes. Um, famous cats. Um, the tiger from The Hangover. Oh, that's their muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Beethoven versus... That tiger, I don't think it's going to end well, but um, <laughs> through the power of friendship, though, Beethoven will somehow find a way to overcome, I'm sure. Um, famous cats. Oh, um, Cat Stevens. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I. That's a good one. I feel like the FBI agent who is supposed to watch after my... Uh, who's watching over my, like, feed is just probably today, like... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, the cat in the hat, for sure. Um, but only if it is Jim Carrey. Um, that was Jim Carrey, wasn't it? Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, that was it. They're fairly uh, the same, let's be real. Cheshire Cat. Um, okay, real, real wild card, Hello Kitty. Okay, nobody expects Hello Kitty to be, you know, a good fighter. But yes. bitch go crazy. Yes, and then the last one is either Felix the Cat or um, perhaps one of the cats from Aristocats. Okay, going classic there. Yeah, we got we to have some, some sort of old school person to really, maybe, maybe they're not necessarily on the team. Maybe they're the one that's like, you know, you've gone off the deep end, Mr. Tinkles or whatever, or, you know, whatever <laughs> the cat's names are. And it's like, you know... No, I will show the world that cats are superior to dogs. And, you know, the dogs, they're just trying to solve crimes. They're just trying to win the basketball tournament. They're not here to, uh, you know, they're they're not here to, I don't know. Like, they're, they're not here to, like, be, like, supreme leaders or whatever of, of the pet industry. But these cats, you know, they, they just fall in line with the wrong cat crowd. It makes sense. You know, I can picture one of the Aristocats, now that they're older, they got like a cigar in their mouth, like mm-hmm. telling them like, no, you can't do this. Right. He's like, you are crazy. Uh, uh, nobody wants to be a cat anymore. And, and then they're like, aha. But what if they did once again? And you're like, oh, I'm <laughs> listening. Um, Definitely some sort of event series called every dog has his day um not all dogs go to heaven oh yes um uh some something called cat nip it in the bud um we could get an unconventional team up of a cat and a dog called k9 lives that is very good i like that one a lot i think that that is the one where that's that's a Turner and Hooch like series where Turner uh, accidentally eats something that was meant for Hooch. Like it was kind of like, you know, um, Emperor's New Groove. Yep. When he eats the poison. And right. But it turns out it's like the llama shit. Right. And so he turns into a llama. So I think that what you do is is they are like, OK, the way that we destroy their entire team is we turn Hooch, the dog, like the leader dog, into a cat. Um, and they put it in some food because they're like, oh, we all know Hooch will destroy it. But then Turner's like, oh, I really need to eat breakfast before I leave. Oh, what's this? A breakfast sandwich? And they're like, oh, no, oh, no, no. And then Turner turns into a cat. 
and they have to turn him back into a human or he'll be stuck like that forever. They have 48 hours, maybe? Um, that seems like a reasonable amount of time for a series with pets. Um, I, I think we could structure it like 24 and get two seasons out of that. Ooh, yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. And then you have, what's his name? Uh, Keith or Suther- Kiefer Sutherland comes in looking for Turner because he's like, hey, you said that you had a, you know, you had a mission that you needed some help with. And he's looking around like, whoa, where'd you go? Then he, okay. And that's where the 24 crossover Turner and Hooch. Wow. This is gone. (laughs) Hang on. I need to real quick. um, How to trademark a TV series. (laughs) A TV. Yeah. So, okay. I think that just in case TM, 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 TM. um, I I don't know, man. I think that we've really cracked this one early and good. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's um, essentially how Turner and Hooch could have worked. I think that's the only way it could have worked. And, and that explains why it like it didn't, right? Because they didn't go down that path. They just did this one 22-minute long pilot. Um, and it, uh, it just wasn't very good. No, and they tried to basically recreate the like feeling of Turner and Hooch but with a kid this time. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, that part doesn't really make sense. I mean, I think that like, it's, it's weird. Like it's that thing where they try to make you believe that I think they're trying to make you think that he's older than he is. Right. Because like during the time that this movie came out, he was probably in his late twenties. I think I can't do the math. Hang on. He's like 60 right now. This came out like 35 years ago, basically. He had to be like late 20s, maybe 30 at the latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they were trying to make him seem like he was like maybe his early 20s. But that's also weird because like how old was Tom Hanks supposed to be in the movie? I don't know because he seemed very young. I gotta say that I feel like might be the curse of Tom Hanks in the 80s. That's true. Tom Hanks looked and sounded young until like mid 2000s. And that's when he suddenly aged very much. He, he had like a Benjamin Button syndrome that didn't kick in until he hit like 40. I think it's because he did big. And so he like grew up. But then I think he did actually go back to being a kid for a little bit. And then he started being an adult. Um well, no, you know, now that I think about it, he he was kind of old in Apollo 13, which is odd because he felt so goddamn young in Forrest Gump. This is so strange. This man has conquered aging. He really has. You know what You know what aged him? It was Castaway. Castaway really aged the man. It makes sense, too. Um, That and Toy Story. Yeah, I was going to say, between that and Toy Story, I mean, if you had to deal with... Uh, with Tim Allen all the time, I think you also would probably age five years every time you made a movie. <laughs> I would I would age five years every sentence he spoke. That wasn't in character because you're like, okay, thank God he's being buzzed. And then he's like, so let me talk about insert racist comment. You're like, God damn it, Tim Allen. God damn it. Yeah, you should have just shut your mouth. I could have liked Home Improvement, but now you've ruined it. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> There you go. That's the I, legally one of us had to make that sound. Anytime, yeah, he gets royalties anytime that sounds made, and legally you have to say it anytime you mention him. Right, or or specifically home improvement, um, because uh, the U.S. government it just it it gets involved in the wrong things. <laughs> um, but you know what the U.S. government could do to fix its wrong involvements i'm not sure where i was going there but this is a bit of a stretch but i think if the if the u.s government got the funding for the turner and hooch universe <laughs> the thcu uh or t t n h c u but it's like turner and hooch yeah with the little apostrophe yep yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um you, you nailed it um 
And I, I like this idea that like maybe Tom Hanks is just like the narrator. Like maybe maybe that's how we get Tom Hanks back involved on this project. Because I feel like he's going to go, well, you know, Turner and Hooch, that was 30 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> that movie came out 30 years ago. I've just I've just realized that it is 2019, which means that 1989 is 30 years ago. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, we're getting really close to the... Well, sorry, I don't want to date your episode here, but we're recording this before the release date of the movie. That's pretty wild. Holy crap. Did you Did you ever... Okay, I know we're talking about the TV show, but have you ever looked at just like the movie-like facts about this movie? No, is there some wild stuff in there? Well, not like crazy, but it's more of the fact that the budget was $13 million. Uh Without looking, take a wild crack at what the box office was. It's a little cheating because I did see it. It was $71 million. Damn it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 71 That's insane to me. I mean, like, again, we all know that it's a good movie, but I feel like seven, 71 back then feels like a lot. Especially for a movie that's essentially a comedy. Yeah, oh, for for sure. This movie did basically five times its budget, a little over five times its budget, essentially, in order to become a American classic, if you ask me. Um, I'm pretty sure this is in the top 10 of the, what is that called? AFI, right? The AFI 100 movies you should see? Yeah. Um, and then the ATI, American Television Institute? Is that what the I stands for? I would assume so. I think so. Uh, the ATI has the Turner and Hooch pilot as the number two show you should watch in your life. Is it number two because it's Dookie? Uh, no, it's just the fact that uh, nothing will ever be lost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was, I didn't have an actual joke for that. I was, I was really hoping that uh, I would come up with something in time, uh, and then I didn't but i guess lost works because like the only reason why it's number one is because like yeah we all saw that ending coming but like at the same time did we i don't know but like that's what i think turn hooch can hook into um is just continuously having you think okay i know where it's gonna end i know where it will go uh hooch will eventually sacrifice himself for all of the dogs in the universe um, and he will, you know, bark once and all the cats will get dusted <laughs> and Hooch will, you know, have one final moment with Turner and with Puchinski and with whatever his protege will be, um, Hooch Jr. Um, uh, and, you know, like they'll have a, a tender moment and then they'll all say goodbye um, because that is the hooch end game. Now, is this after he steals the infinity muzzle? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, you have the space tennis ball. You have the power treat, uh, which is technically inedible. So it's like kind of a play on things. Um, there is the soul leash. The... The space bone? Yes. Uh, the time... Chew toy. <laughs> We're both racking our brains for more dog things. <laughs> and the mind uh, doggy... Uh, what are those things called? The things like doggy bed. Like, um, you put all those together and it makes just one giant muzzle. Uh, and... That's the way the news goes. Um, <laughs> Turner, Turner and Hooch, 2019. <laughs> so real quick, I just want to run through what this pilot did. Uh, yes. So it essentially, like you said, it feels like it either takes place in an alternate universe where Hooch didn't die, or it takes place long after the first movie and Puppy Hooch grew up. Mm. Yes. And that's a that's a good point. That because that that would also well. Hang on, real quick. Uh, one one quick question because I I forgot this bit of information. 
is the, in the in the hang on where is the tv show notes that i had um not notes but like the page for the show uh is biff is, does he also play scott turner or is it like scott turner's son i uh, nope he plays scott turner huh this is so strange so it's like scott turner doesn't age but the dog does i mean that does fall in line with tom hanks not aging that's you know what that's true they they were just tapping into his ageless era <laughs> okay sorry please continue i just wanted to i wanted to clarify that because like you said we don't know if it's supposed to be hooch or hooch junior uh but i want i was wondering if it was both tj and hj you know if they were both juniors um i i don't think we should refer to hooch junior as hj just uh <laughs> I'm not sure what what could be problematic about that. Oh, it um, in certain uh, walks of life, it stands for um, hand giant, but they misspelled giant, so it's like they have see. a really big hand. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, oh, like the uh, like the Everlong the uh music video by the Foo Fighters. Yes, exactly. That's where. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's where the, ter- the coin was. The term was coined. <laughs> sure, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, sorry. So we're following Turner and Hooch in some sort of alternate reality. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's like a normal day in the Turner and Hooch household. He gets tackled getting the newspaper. Uh, Hooch drools <laughs> everywhere. And this is the weirdest part of this whole show for me. He was trying to pull Hooch away from the mess that he made. He pulls him an inch away and ties him to a doorknob. Hmm. I mean, at least put the dog outside. Right. I Yeah, I agree. I agree. Granted, this dog, he clearly knows what he's doing because he unties himself. He's a big dog. He's a, he's, I mean, you know, look, I don't think we give dogs credit for how smart they are. You're right. This is a very smart dog. He is a good boy. He is a good boy. Um, except for the fact that he drooled everywhere and ruins Hooch's last pair of shoes. He goes to work. Uh, we meet a new character who I think was supposed to be a surrogate for Reginald Vell Johnson's character because Mm. I think he was in Family Matters at the time. Right, yes. Which is very unfortunate because I love love me some Reginald Vell Johnson. I shot a kid. I shot a kid. (laughs) Um, He'll never live that one line down, though. But sorry, yes. Um, He he was off somewhere shooting a kid. Exactly. So they had a (laughs) surrogate for his character. Now, didn't... Does this take place in Chicago or near Chicago? Um, I think so. Hang on. I don't know if they, do they ever actually say the city? Uh, no, actually. Cypress Beach, California. Oh, so definitely nowhere near Chicago. So plausibly, plausibly, Reginald Vell Johnson could have left, changed his name and started a family. Correct. With a very, very annoying nerdy boy next door. Right. He, you know, the turn, the, like the, the loss of Hooch Sr. Uh, really, you know, really was too much for him. Uh, and so he had, he had to leave, you know, he had to get some space. Um, you know what I mean? Like just sometimes, sometimes you really got to start fresh for yourself when you lose a loved one. Exactly. And sometimes that means live next door to a scientist who turns into a suave nerd when he drinks a potion. Right. Exactly. And, uh, so, um, yeah, this cop, his name is Bodie and they immediately kind of set him as, like, the doofus character because he bites into a jelly donut it squirts on his shirt. Classic. Yeah, I take I take offense with that because anytime I bite into any kind of donut, I make a mess. That, But that is, like, such quintessential, like, 1990s comedy for television series. Like, oh, look at this man. He's messy. <laughs> wah, 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 yeah, it's, like, all <laughs> these, like, weird sound effects. Like, uh-oh. What kind of wacky shenanigans is Bodie going to get into next time? Uh? No, Tim, you're not in this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bodie uh, essentially does the job of a secretary because he reads him all the crimes in the area. Okay. He goes to a restaurant because a, a bunch of food was apparently stolen. And oh. they get there. Hooch runs inside. And I did like this part. Uh, there's a callback to the movie because Hooch eats everything in the restaurant and some lady goes, you missed the muffin. And in Turner and Hooch, <laughs> he tries to like bribe Hooch with a muffin in the movie. Right. Um, so 
the owner sh- uh, comes out, sees Hooch, and he gets excited. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, it's a good dog. He's a good boy. And uh, we find out only a pecan pie and some rolls are missing. Turner gets mad, sends uh, sends Hooch out as a like sniffing dog, a search dog, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. He finds a kid who stole him. Uh, as soon as they leave, another kid shows up. And we basically kind of see the arrest of this little kid. And this other kid comes in, steals uh, Turner's car. Turner throws the rolls at it and says, Hooch, go get him. And Hooch comes back with the rolls. And <laughs> we get a commercial. Right. Uh, that was such an innocent, sweet moment, though, when <laughs> when Hooch comes back, drops the rolls. And he's like, did I do good? Right. He's like, you said go get him. Like, that sounds like get them, not get him. Exactly. But also, we know where Hooch's heart lies. It's with food and cooking. He never wanted to be a cop. This is the blue life that his parents forced on him. He just wanted to be a chef. He saw Ratatouille and was just like, I can do that. That's true. Um, Also, Hooch is technically a beverage. That's true. So he is already linked to the food and beverage world. That is 100% true. So maybe we get a spinoff later. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we come back from commercial. All the cops are laughing. The sheriff, uh, sheriff's department is on the line laughing and they try and get info out of the kid. They can't find him. Like they can't find anything out. The kid's not speaking. Uh, turns out they can't put him in jail because the jail's like, we don't want him. So the kid ends up staying with Turner and Emily and Hooch. Um, he essentially sounds like Joe Pesci. He's got a stereotypical New Jersey accent. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's trying to like piss Turner off, like be sarcastic, like he's folding the sheets and everything. He goes, hey, by the way, I like hospital corners. And Turner says, you keep it up. You're going to see a lot of hospital corners. You know, (laughs) a fun little back and forth. Right. Um, The next morning, Emily says like, oh, yeah, I found out his name's Derek and he's from Newark and he's an orphan. With that accent, you probably should have figured out he was from New Jersey to begin with. But right. uh, So. Then Derek runs off, uh, runs into his friend who stole the car. Hooch chases the guy off and he drives the car back home and crashes into Bodie's car. And that's basically the end of the episode with Emily saying, oh, we should adopt him. No, I don't want to adopt him. Then there's a pillow fight and Hooch shakes off his spit. Now, do you think that like that is something that they were like going to keep going with? Like, do you think that he was going to show up more often in the series. Are you talking about his, uh, his friend, the like villain yeah. character? Yeah. 100%. I feel like they were setting him up to be. So, uh, uh we're just going to take a quick little break and then we're going to come back with some ideas. Sure. I'm commander Shepard and this is, wait, you can't be commander Shepard. I'm commander Shepard. Okay. We're both commander Shepard and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcasts on the Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite. A show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go. Alright, so I was thinking, if the show had continued, that kind of would have been like, at least like an arc during the first season. Kind of like... Going back into Joey, not Joey. I think his name is Joey because that sounds like his name. He looks like a Joey. He looks like a Joey for sure, yeah. Uh, so Derek, I think it would go back into his past. I think eventually we'd find out that uh, his parents aren't actually dead. And oh. maybe one of them is a crime boss and it actually is Joe Pesci. That would have been incredible. And if that wasn't what they were going to do, that's what you should suggest as the follow-up. Or like if, you know, if NBC decides tonight to pick it back up, that's where they should... Was it NBC? Yeah, NBC. Yep, NBC. Which, strangely enough, um, they actually aired this on ABC at one point, too. For the really? magical world of Disney. At least according to Wikipedia. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, I feel like we would have seen a little bit more of Bodie. I think he got a bad rap. I think he needs to be like a lovable doofus. Maybe he's like 
Turner's partner. He gets promoted to detective. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that's, I mean, you know, probably a whole arc of it would be like him teaching him and like him taking him out on on the field, even though he really probably shouldn't like teaching him the ropes because like no one else will give him the time of day. And he's like, I want to be a detective too. And he's like, all right, kid, I'll, I'll help you become a detective. You know, like, let's do this. And there's also some comical moments of Hooch being like, and he's like, don't give me that look, Hooch. You know. Do you think Hooch did the voice of the home improvement? Uh, No, I think Tim Allen does all his own vocal stunts. Okay. You know, this dog actually did have a stunt double, so I was just wondering. Wait, did he really? Yeah. Who was his who was his stunt double? Um, I don't remember the dog's name, but the dog did have a stunt double. <laughs> That's wild to me cuz like like I could get like if you have a dog that is like a golden retriever, right? I could imagine you would have the ability to train one of them as an actor, an acting dog and one of them as a stunt double, right? Like one that doesn't have to know when to like, you know, bark at a line, but like knows how to do a specific leap or whatever, you know. Um, but I cannot imagine that you would have two dogs of this variety that, you know, are ranging in that ability. That's so bizarre to me. And they look nearly identical because I couldn't tell at all. But yeah. Um, so weird. Yeah. So I think that maybe we could like play around with that, especially because apparently either Bodhi hates Hooch or Hooch hates Bodhi. It's not very clear. Mm. So like maybe we get like, by the time he's a detective, like an understanding. Exactly. He's like, I understand him now. He he's earned my respect. Like he goes to shake Turner's hand, then he goes and shakes with Hooch. This is very interesting. So, okay. There's also uh his name is Igor, Igor, I guess, is the name of the dog's stunt double. Okay. Um, and I was I was looking at that and I did find out something very interesting, and maybe this is why. Well, no, you know what? I I won't read that fact out loud because I don't want to, I don't want to break any hearts. So I'm gonna leave this one as it is. I, I think you can cut that part out. Yeah, I think I know which fact you're talking about. I'll cut that part yeah. out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think there could be like some kind of crossover with mm. other dog related media, um, mainly Beethoven because they're both very large dogs. Maybe there's a case on the set of Beethoven. And he brings Hooch along, and then they're like, wait a minute, we gotta put this dog in this movie. He's a star. Right. He's a star. Come on, Hooch. You're gonna be on the big screen. You're gonna you're not eating kibble anymore. You're eating steaks every night. No more muffins for you, kid. But I like muffins. Okay, all the muffins for you, kid. Steak muffins galore. Steak muffin. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Steak muffin. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, actually um, just looked it up online. That's that when you look up your name, that, that's what's in the parentheses, not parentheses, the uh, quotations in between your your front and uh, your your front. Yes, your front name. Yes, your first name. <laughs> there we name. go. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's a very long uh, quotation too because danger is in there, but it says danger is my middle name because they right. wrote that on the birth birth certificate. They misunderstood. Right. Correct. And that that tracks as well. Yep. I was a baby. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we don't realize that the mistakes we make as babies follow us for the rest of our lives. Nope. They, they can't teach us early enough. They gotta. And it's hard to teach new dogs adult tricks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so do you, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen if this stayed in its current incarnation? Okay, so if if it had not gone the route that I truly believe that it should have, um, I, I do think that we probably would have seen, and see again, I'm going to do the same thing. It's not Joey. What is his actual name? Derek? The kid, yeah, the Derek. Kid? Okay, I think we would have seen more of Derek. I think that there's no way that you introduce a quote-unquote lovable kid. I'm putting that in quotations because I'm not so sure I really liked him, but... Oh, no, he's a little asshole. Yeah, but it, the, it, that's the thing. It's like he's supposed to be like the lovable asshole... Right, he's supposed to be like a scamp. Kind of like Joe uh, Joe Pesci is, you know? But, like, like I think what they were really hoping for was, like, a Max Casella type, mm-hmm. and they couldn't quite nail that down. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that that would have been something that we would have seen a lot more of. I think that we would have seen a moment where, you know, because he says that, you know, he doesn't have parents or, like, family, really. 
I think we would have seen an episode where Turner goes to back to school night for Derek, like in lieu of Derek's parents um, and has to deal with teachers, but like also finds out that like maybe he's pretty smart, but he just doesn't apply himself. And there's like a heartfelt, you know, moment there. Um, I think there could have been an episode in which someone probably like abducts Hooch and then Turner and Bodhi have to go find him. And that brings Hooch and Bodhi closer together. Or, caveat to that, to go back to Derek, Derek, uh, sorry, Turner gets kidnapped, and then Hooch and Derek solve the mystery and save the day. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would actually be really into that episode. Um, Turner getting, like, the drop on him. You know, someone getting the drop on Turner, I mean, taking him up, and then, you know, Derek being like, come on, Hooch, we got to track him down. You know, I feel like that would be, that'd be super fun. I also like the idea of Hooch getting kidnapped or dognapped. And mm-hmm. by the time they get to him, Hooch already like kind of like got his way out. Right. And like and they go through way more trouble than he did in order to get like, you know, what I mean, yeah, like um, they're like diving through windows and shit. And he just opens up a door and walks out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also think that we probably would have seen some sort of like they're actually, you know, even though it's a comedy, I think that something that comedies do, especially starting in like the 90s, you finally start having like real moments with you know of comedies you know like real like heartfelt moments um i guess that implies that no other comedy ever did but i feel like like especially in family family comedies we really would sometimes in the 90s really started learning how to like be open and communicate with family and really like especially with men right it's like very rare for men to have emotions in any form of media but the 90s were like what if these dads actually had hearts and stuff like that, right? Right, like at Full House and like Fresh Prince and all that. Right, exactly. Um, but I think that we would have had a moment where Bodhi would have probably um, gotten really serious for a moment because like, you know, yeah, like you said, he's kind of like this lovable doofus, but maybe you find out that like, you know, he is just trying to be a cop to impress his dad or some sort of family member and... He was always viewed as like a screw up, but like he knows that he can do it. And like, yes, he knows that he's a little goofy, but like, you know, if he doesn't stay positive and happy all the time, like then he just ends up like everybody else and he doesn't want that. Um, So like, I feel like you would have a really heartfelt moment of like getting to learn that Bodhi has a pretty tragic backstory, Um, but it's like really impressive, like the work that he does to counteract that kind of thing. Um you know, I think I think moments like that are important in TV series such as this. So I feel like that is something that we would have really gotten into. I feel like that would have been like the perfect moment too, where Ho- like Hooch kind of like Bodhi's let his guard down, and like Hooch kind of walks up to him and kind of can sense that. Right. Um, and the only other thing that I think we would have seen that, that, from my personal standpoint of like a, of an actual serious nature, rather. Um, not that those weren't, but I meant my whole cinematic universe was clearly not serious. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that we also would have seen an episode in which people would have tried to um, tarnish Hooch's name, right? There would have been a moment where there was someone who was like a villain and, you know, Turner, you know, was like, get him, boy, right? And Hooch would have bitten someone. Uh, you know, like a, a a villain, and then they would have like for a moment led you to believe that he wasn't actually a villain. So Hooch was just biting random strangers, and they would have been like, you know, this dog is too dangerous. There would have been a whole thing about it, and they would have like tried to maybe even put him down. But then you find out that the guy actually was involved, like he was the lookout or whatever, or he was the mastermind. They catch him, they put him in jail, and they go, see, he did get the right person. He bit the person that had the evidence on them and like we never actually searched him or whatever, you know, what you know what right. I mean? Like, and that's when they would go like, ah, good boy, Hooch. And then the world would have been like, oh, maybe we're the assholes for assuming that this big dog is either, you know, crazy or isn't gentle and isn't just doing his best, stuff like that. Cause I think there's a lot of like negative stuff about big dogs and negative stuff about like pit bulls and things like that. So I feel like, you know, you would have seen a, a good episode about Things like that, things of that nature. Yeah, that w- that just got me thinking. Like, what if they started bringing in like more, quote unquote, aggressive breeds like pit bulls, Rottweilers, and kind of show, oh, they're actually they're good boys, you know. 
Yeah, if they have good trainers, they're going to be good boys and girls. Exactly. And then they bring in a chihuahua to show that they're really little shits. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's going to do that for Turner and Hooch. Um, uh, Colin, if people want to find you and the many shows that you are a part of, how would they do so? Um, if you want to, Twitter is kind of like my main thing. I'm, I probably have uh, an unhealthy relationship with Twitter. I tweet too much, but, uh, I do tweet about my projects and about the works that I do there. So you can always find those things, uh, on my Twitter, which is at Colin M Parker, which is C O L I N M P A R K E R. Um, and then also I am the, uh, like the owner the president rather of the scavengers network, which is a little small uh, podcast network uh, that has 14 shows currently um, of all varieties. And you can find uh, all of our shows there at scavengers net on Twitter, on Facebook. It's the, the scavengers network. Um, and uh, yeah, we post, uh, we post basically a new episode almost every day of the week, Monday through Friday, Thursdays and Friday are kind of like a bi-weekly situation, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's definitely uh, at least one one episode of something. Um, and so there you have it. That's all that I do. What about you, though? Um, well, first off, I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Oh, well, thanks for having me. It was a fun episode. And uh, I would also like to make a recommendation on the Scavengers Network, Myth Takes. Uh, thank you, yeah. That's a, that's a lovely show. I mean, like, okay, so uh, to... Sorry, not to cut you off there, but like if, you know, you are someone who enjoys something like the X-Files or Buffy or Supernatural, or if you're a The Adventure Zone fan and you like Amnesty, um, that's basically what we're doing. We're playing the game Monster of the Week there, but it has a rotating cast of like many different members of our network. So it's not the same cast every uh, story that you hear. Um, and then uh, Alex Taylor and I write all the music for it. Um, there's a lot of sound design, so we do ambient noise, we do sound effects, um, things like that. So like, it's a really, it's a really fun show. There's a, it's a lot of work that goes into it, but, um, we really, really love doing that show for, for everyone. It's definitely a good one. Um, so if you want to find us on the social medias, we're at unaired podcast at pretty much everything. Um, and yeah, uh, definitely check out the quality shows on the scavengers network and thanks again, Colin, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye. Bye.